a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show on RacerX.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by the folks at Alpine Star Protects. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. The 2018 Fly stuff is out now. You've seen it on Baggett and, and Pike and a little bit on a Canard here and there and Andrew Short and all of that. And uh, flyracing.com to see that and look at it and see what they've done. They put the BOA system on the light hydrogen line, and uh, they're the first to integrate that BOA system. Each year they develop, test, and improve the product in the never-ending pursuit of the perfect racewear. Prepare, perform, and progress with Fly Racing, flyracing.com. And uh, Alpine Stars protects, you know the boots, you know the Tech 10s and Tech 8s and everything else, but they've got this whole line of protection products that are made with the same quality and care that you know their boots are. The Alpine Star protects guys, A1 Roost Guard, Fluid Tech Carbon Knee Brace, and the BNS Tech Carbon uh, Tech Carbon Neck Support System, all part of the Alpine Star family, all part of the Alpine Star protects uh, group of line that they have. And, and like I said, you know A-Star quality. So please check them out. They're much more than boots, everybody. And we thank the Fly Racing folks, and we thank the A-Star guys as well for coming on the show. This is a real interesting one for me to talk to. This guy um, has won a Supercross, won the Horizon Ward winner at Loretta's, and I've got my theory on why he never quite made it as a pro and i'll drop it on him later but uh for now let's let's talk about what he's doing now and and more with darren durham what's up durham how are you oh i'm doing pretty good just uh licking licking the wounds from surfer cross how was that how'd you like it <clears throat> it was pretty cool it was actually a really cool event it was my first time doing it and i hadn't surfed in a couple years mm-hmm. and i've only went a couple times so I was the uh, I was the anchor in the water. <laughs> yeah, I was held the team back, but I had a lot of fun. It was a cool event. J Bone really did a good job. It was cool. What'd you ride for a bike? Uh, I actually rode uh, the Alta, the electric bike. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So I was just hooting and hollering at everyone because they couldn't hear me coming. It was pretty funny. Yeah, let's well let's delve into that a little bit. So, are you in Cali full time now? Is that where you live? Yeah, yeah, I'm in California. Uh, Pretty much full time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I want to talk about the Alta thing. Chris Kiefer is a big part of the Pulp Mech show, and he's works with those guys and, and does a lot of testing with them. He's been on the Alta bandwagon for a long time. But a guy like you, that's you know, race at the ultimate level on on the ultimate bikes. I really think Durham that this thing is a game changer. Maybe not in this this year. Maybe not next year. But from what I've heard, from what I've seen, and I'm going to ride one soon. Um, these things are amazing, and there's a future here, right? Like, what, what's your thoughts about, about these things? Well, you better bring an extra pair of underwear after you <laughs> ride the thing. Because the first time I rode it, I was blown away of how fast. Because you don't have to grab any gears. So uh-huh. 
you know, usually you go second, third, fourth, and you feel that power for a short period of time before you have to feel it again. This thing, you never, it never backs off. It's just going. It's crazy. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to ride, and it's it's a little different, a little mm-hmm. different to ride, but it's it's uh, pretty pretty freaking cool. And the 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 development is gonna gonna go quick. So I'm I'm excited to see see where it goes. All right, I've heard from guys that are like, okay, like we we've all grown up riding dirt bikes our whole lives, so you can hear the the motor to know how much speed you have to know sort of how you're if you have enough grunt or hit or where you are in the power band to clear a certain jump and with this thing there's nothing did you find yourself over jumping and under jumping like other people uh a little bit just really just my first time hitting the triple because i I was pretty nervous because like you said you can't you can't put it in and feel the power right or i guess you can only feel the power that's really your only gauge is your speed mm-hmm. it has a little odometer on the on the crossbar pad so you could technically look down and see how fast you're going right. but i never really uh gauged my speed that way it's kind of just by feel and really after my after my second day on the bike i i had more feel for you know seat bouncing and mm-hmm. stuff like that just more comfort so yeah it's pretty cool but it is a lot different and it's an, it was a little intimidating at first, they said um, no one's really ridden a supercross track, so I was just like, uh, I guess oh. I'm the dude, you know? <laughs> exactly. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, but I, I saw Josh Hill testing it last year before Straight Rhythm, and he, he proved it, you know, had potential last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've been working an entire year since then, so I, I was really impressed with the bike. And, yeah, just the the way everything works on it, there's no... No, no inertia from spinning parts. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, "Well, what happens to the battery that it dies?" I'm like, "It just kind of gets slower. Like it doesn't. Yeah. It's not like it's ever gonna like die on you. Like, yeah, it's yeah. It seems it's pretty reliable, and I was yeah. I have a lot more confidence in it after riding it. Yeah, it's not like a kill switch. It's not a kill switch. It doesn't just it doesn't just die. You know. Right, right, right. And uh, it power limits from the uh, from the top end. You know, so you don't ever lose your acceleration to jump something or something it just gets it just powers down a little bit right um now i imagine because it's sort of an instant transfer from your wrist to the rear wheel in in power and i, I rode one of those ktm alt, uh, electric bikes and it's a totally different deal but i i did ride one so i have a little bit of experience what about whoops like is it weird because it just wants to grip and drive forward in the whoops or is it act the same as a as a motor that's actually the spot where I thought it was the best. Yeah. Was the whoops. I don't know if it's just because the well the bike doesn't rev out for mm-hmm. one, so the uh you don't ever lose the power to to get to that next whoop. Because a lot of times uh, us in Supercross people don't realize well we we click up all the way to fifth gear before the whoops so the bike doesn't run out of power. Right. So this thing it it doesn't run out of power. And all the weight is so central in between the feet where you're, where the engine battery, all that is, mm-hmm. it just stays really neutral in the whoops. I was impressed. Yeah, I would think it would just keep grabbing and throw you forward in a set of whoops. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, that's what I, I mean. I would assume that that's what it is because there's no sort of inertia. There's no uh, hesitation. There's no anything. So, um, what is it? What doesn't yeah. it do that good? What don't you like about it compared to a motorbike? 
Um, I haven't really came across anything I didn't like. It was a little weird not having a clutch at first, but yep, yep. Uh, you get used to it, and then it makes it makes riding a gas bike fun fun again, also because you have you have more to do, you have more to think about. Right. So it's kind of cool. I think the a lot of people were freaking out about the uh, about pushing away gas bikes. There's kind of always going to be a place for for the gearheads, you know. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. I agree. Do you do you think this thing has a future in Supercross or pro racing in general? If they can ever figure it out, can you go head to head? It's heavier than a 250F, uh, but can you see a day where an Alta is in a Supercross with the rest of the OEMs? Yeah, I think so. I I think that's that's what they're pushing for, and they're going to try to do some, you know, straight rhythm. I think if we keep, uh, they keep poking their head in some some more races and more of a Supercross style race and mm-hmm. turns, and once we get get in and prove it in that atmosphere, I think they're going to have to start uh, looking into it and seeing where it fits, you know, with yeah. the the two Cs and stuff like that. It's pretty much going to be. Like like what happened 15 years ago when they were trying to figure out where the where the 250F sits. You right, know? right. Yeah, I so it's, I think that uh, I don't know how that's going to go with the OEMs because they're partners of Supercross and Motocross. Are they going to throw a fit? I think politically wise, it's a mess, you know, and and that'll have to be figured out. But why not? Yeah, I mean, it it might might turn into a mess, but because there's a lot of a lot of money coming from the OEMs and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a uh, it's all clockwork right now for someone to come in and sell a bunch of electric bikes. Yeah, kind of. Um, how's uh, how's the weight? What you notice it? How's that? No, you don't really notice it, and it actually, I don't know. I think it helps in the turns. I really like tur- turning the bike. It feels like it. Uh, the weight almost acts as traction. You know. Mm-hmm. It really, it really tracks well in the turns and exiting the turns. I like it. Right. How'd you ever hook up with the Alter guys? How'd that, how'd that come together? We were up in, up in Mammoth and uh, drinking some 805s at the Fast House condo, <laughs> and they, they, they pull out their, uh, their race bike. Uh-huh. You know, they're, they're a good one, and we start ripping it down the road because the cops aren't going to come, so we're ripping it all over this condo complex. Yeah. And then we're all riding wheelies. And my one buddy stands it up on a wheelie and just grabs a handful of the thing. <laughs> Seriously, it came off the ground, off the back wheel. It looped out so fast. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, it, it was pretty. It was pretty funny. But uh, they had it all fixed up, and we. I rode it up at Mammoth on the track the next day. Mm-hmm. And man, I was blown away because one, it doesn't lose power at elevation, Mm-mm. and uh, you can stick it in those soft berms. And the engine that doesn't bog down. It's not like a bowl. Ah, right, you know, it right. doesn't have to yeah. back up. It's, it's there. Yep. So it was pretty cool. I think it's the thing's a weapon, and it it's gonna be it's gonna be competing here soon. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited, man. I think it's awesome. I, like I said, I'm gonna ride one here in a moto setting. I hope I'm gonna ride one of Kiefer's uh, in a little bit to try it out. I, I really think there's this thing's really cool. I mean, we're losing riding areas. Bikes are loud. Um, you know, and it's going to be something that people can can buy and then ride in their backyard again and go ride motorcycles right. again. You know, right? I have a bunch of buddies in with you know private, even small tracks, but they they got shut down after once the four strokes came in. They're so loud. Mm-hmm. 
you're not going to, you can't ride after five o'clock without pissing people off. Yep. Yep. So no, absolutely. I'm just going to bring that back, bring that back to, you know, riding with your buddies in the evening and not pissing off the neighbors. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. And hey, this is the legit problem for Alta, but, but I don't know how they're going to, they're not going to be able to figure this out. I don't know how they're going to fix it, but like you come up on a guy and they don't hear you and you're there and they freak out and maybe crash into you. <laughs> like I've heard of this at Glen Helen when Kiefer's been riding it and Pingree and, and Maeda, like, like there's nothing you can do, but that's a real issue because dudes cannot hear you. And if you're just all of a sudden there, uh, one look or one wrong move, and next thing you know, there's there's crashing. So, you, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. I had a lot of people tell me that. Right. <laughs> at, at, after surfer cross, but I try. I was trying to hoot, hoot and holler at everyone when I was coming. <laughs> but my plan for the next time I race it in that kind of setting is I'm going to get a little horn or a jingle and start jingling <laughs> at people because you really you hear everything. Oh yeah, you're, you're coming turns. They're off the gas, but they can still usually hear you. Uh huh. The the bike because you're on the gas when they're off the gas. Yep. It, yeah, but they can't hear you at all, so it's it's pretty you're stealth. No, I know, and there's just the chain noise, you know, just there's a whirring or whatever, you know. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh it's an issue for sure, and, and but I I man I'm I'm stoked. Like I said, I think there's a future for these things. I'm excited whether it's an all alter class and supercross or whether it's the OEMs play nice and let this thing come in. Um, I mean, suspension suspension works the same as a same as a motorbike. Nothing different. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Suspension suspension works the same. Um, that's kind of what I've what I've been testing a little bit lately, mm-hmm. trying to get uh, just figure out uh, what is different because you know not too many people have tested in, in that setting. So yeah. Yeah, um, it looked like uh, did I see some KYBs on Kiefer testing the other day, or are they married to WPs? Or can you tell us, or is there anything that you you know you can tell us uh, about that? Everything everything that I've written so far was, was WP. Okay, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm I don't know if I'm able to say anything on that, but yeah, yeah, yeah I was I was testing some WP stuff and uh, yeah, a couple different sets and right it seems to work the same same as a gas bike. I mean. Uh, I tried a couple of different setups. Yep. All the changes, you know, changing the sag, dropping the forks, all that stuff does the, mm-hmm. the same stuff. It, and uh, it actually may have a little bit more effect because, I don't know if it's because of the weight or whatever, but uh-huh. I, the bike's balanced really well and it, for, for racing. It feels like a race bike sitting on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. You, know, you sit on, a, you sit on a, uh, a production bike. A lot of times it feels kind of funky, but this production bike you sit on it, you're like, "Wow, it feels like a race bike." Right, right. Yeah, low it's a, in the back, you know, it's set up good. Uh, not that you would know, or maybe you do. Are they selling? Are they selling well? Are they moving units? Are they behind? Uh, you know, how's that going? Because they are expensive. Yeah, I, I don't know how that's going, but I know they're they're picking up new dealers all the time. I see on on Instagram, they're always uh, picking up new dealers on the East Coast, mm-hmm. Midwest. So. Oh, cool. I think it's I think it's doing pretty good. Hopefully they're they're selling units and it's it's a little bit more than a new four fifty, but uh yeah. at the same time you don't have to from what I gather, you don't have to do anything to it. Yep. Nope. You don't have to change the oil or mm-hmm. do anything like that. They said that the engine has a lifespan of a few thousand hours instead of a hundred, you know, where yep. to rebuild it. So I think you're yeah, the money you gain your money back, but sure, and it's only sure. gonna get cheaper as the uh, technology gets more uh, available. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So Durham, are you coming back to racing if they come back? Are you making a comeback? <laughs> uh, I'd like to make a comeback. I'm I'm definitely going to do straight rhythm. Uh-huh. And uh it's looking like maybe some some European supercross races. And I I still have I still have my Yamaha gas bikes. I bought Uh-huh. I bought I have a few Yamahas, so I'd like to go racing. It's it's just expensive to get out there and do it at that level and do it right. Right. Yeah, you know. You understand. You've been at both levels, at Mitch's team and at 1110 and privateering it, right? Right, right. And I kind of, I mean, even when we did the 1110, we we uh, we did things right. And if I, if, I, uh, if I don't go to the races doing things right, I don't have the confidence that I, mm-hmm. you know, you don't go to the gate feeling like, yeah, I'm going to kick these guys' ass, you know? And that's... Right. If I'm not going with that feeling, it's almost not worth it, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, did I see that you're – so, okay, you sound like you're, you know, you're going to do some, some racing and everything, so I don't got to worry about you taking over the Moto Media gig because I saw you did some videos with the Fast House guys. How, what was that all about, and did you like it, uh, stepping into Moto Media? Yeah, yeah, I've kind of been dabbling in that stuff. I mean, I've done a lot of my own video stuff for the you know last few years. Mm-hmm. And my videos, you know, do pretty well. The YouTube page that uh well me and my, my buddies with uh the viewing. Yep. Have the YouTube page and it's got, you know, ten thousand or more subscribers and we don't do a lot. We've kinda of just done uh we did our tour little thing we did last year. But I'm trying to uh take the next step and do some more traveling and oh, have sweet. Uh, some some fun making content. Right. Yeah, exactly, right? Um that's I- different than everything else, you know? No, for sure. Um, I, I, the state of moto videos is pretty sad now, so you got to think of ways to step outside the box and give somebody something they haven't seen. And some of the videos I've seen that you've done for the Racer X guys and, and Trans World guys have been pretty cool. So, um, and I imagine I don't know if that was your own video that they would embed or or how that worked, but they look they look like fun. They look like something different, you know, old school. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm trying to do back, so I invested in. I got some camera equipment the last video i did kind of had uh some more some more quality to it as far as filming because I, I got some new equipment and okay had, had some buddies help out fly, flying drones and stuff like that so yep yeah it's it's pretty cool and it's hopefully a, a future after racing because i can't I'm not gonna be able to ride these things forever yeah at this level um now what is the deal with the fast house guys what uh i kind of heard a little bit of the backstory. um who is it, and, and what, what's their deal? For people who don't know, like myself. Right. Um, well, Kenny Alexander is the, I guess, the founder. He's been the fast house for, you know, he's been that's been him his whole life. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, you know pretty much just a lifestyle brand, and it's really taken off, and they, they're taking good care of me. So I'm. I'm happy to to be a part of it and yeah their gear is really great and seems to be a good fit so far oh good happy yeah that's good and what about the interview part where uh who'd you sit down with who was it oh well sean was sean collier Collier, yeah yeah. what about that cool i mean they're um yeah i like i like sean a lot he's he's a funny guy super Mm -hmm. super uh Good doing doing that uh, interview stuff. I like the one he did with Mike Healy, and yep. uh, <laughs> he was telling me all the stuff he had written down to to ask Mike Healy. But then I watched the video, and he didn't actually have the balls to ask him some of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've so had I've had Healy too, and 
I think he wants to somewhat stay away from some stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, but that's cool though. That's what I was I was looking forward to watching. That's what I like about about Fast Pass is they're producing cool content. Also, you know that yep. people want to see, you know, yeah, stories people want to see. That's what it's about. You know, telling a story. Yeah, with uh, with what's going on. I agree. Just getting the subject to open up a little bit is always tough and tricky. Uh, I just did a podcast with Mad Mike uh, maybe two weeks ago. I didn't see that. And you know that guy has some serious stories and has been through some serious shit, right? Um, And and he talked a little bit about Miami Airport and everything that went on, but he really stayed away from anything like kind of gnarly and i get it like I, I can't blame him i can't force him to talk about it but like if mad mike were to actually open up <laughs> oh my god huh that would be pretty gnarly. Oh, yeah. yeah for sure we'd have to uh, get a couple beers in him before right he might have <laughs> <laughs> that guy has done some things um how's your how's your body all injury all injury free like good you have any uh, effects from some of those injuries you had near the end of your career or everything good no, everything everything's good. Um, I was planning on racing some Supercross this year, but I raced uh, a day in the dirt in November. Mm-hmm. Tweaked, tweaked up my shoulder pretty good, so that kind of put me out for West Coast. And I, I just didn't really have the budget to go East Coast racing again. The schedule was kind of uh, pretty spread out this year, this past year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was kind of. I'm trying to reset and go racing again next year. Was it Anaheim this year or last year that you weeded yourself? Oh, it was. Am I, it was, uh, am I dating? My, was it? Oh my! Am I dating myself that badly? It was three years ago. Well, I've I've had a couple good ones at Anaheim, but yeah. When I was at, I was at Pro Circuit, I, I crashed a practice and and hit my head pretty good. Yeah, and that was the one. That was the one that pretty much was. It was one of my last races. It was my last Supercross race for Pro Circuit, so that was kind of a bummer. Yeah. But, yeah, my last outdoor race for him at the end of that year, which still was my last 250 outdoor race at the end of 2014, mm-hmm. I, got a, I got a fifth at Utah. But, yeah, that was the last outdoor race I've done. I got fifth right. overall. Thanks to Fly Racing and Alpine Star Protects for coming on this podcast. Now here's some commercials from Race Tech and Michelin. Listen, all right? Thanks. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis podcast on Racer X. I want to talk to you a little bit about Race Tech. The folks at Race Tech have been uh, on board with us for a long time. And use the code PulpMX17 when you're checking out to save money. Get your suspension done, please. Come on. Give your bike some love. All right. If, if you're looking to get the most of your bike suspension, get Race Tech's proven lineup of suspension components and services done at the headquarters in Corona, California, or at your local Race Tech service center. And check out the helpful guides on Racetech.com and pick up a do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Things have been around a long time. Also, too, Racetech doing engines now, valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. Whether you're looking for a rebuild or a high-performance upgrade, Racetech's engine services department experience, staff, and state-of-the-art equipment have you covered. I can vouch for that. I've seen it myself. Give Racetech a call and mention Pulp Mex for a special discount. Please, check them out. Thanks to the guys at Racetech. Hi. 
Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX Show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet? You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. And then what did you, did you hurt yourself as a privateer back at Anaheim again or San Diego or something, I'm thinking? Where? Well, when I was riding when I was riding for TLD, I I re-injured my it. wrist. Okay. Yeah, I re-injured my wrist, and then I kind of we kind of parted ways in the summer because my wrist didn't heal again. I had to get another surgery. Yep. So yeah, we kind of parted ways, and that was when I started started kind of working on the the video stuff and doing that stuff and preparing that stuff, mm-hmm. getting the ideas and figuring out what I wanted to do, and then. The, uh, I met the Fast House people, and they kind of helped me out to go Supercross racing last year. Okay. Um, yeah, because I remember thinking, like, oh, man, the last thing that guy needs is another injury, and that was that must have been the TLD crash or whatever. And I'm like, oh, boy. Like, it just kept adding up after a while, right? Yeah, yeah, it it, it does, physically and mentally. I mean, it For takes sure. a long Yeah, it's been, it's been nice being healthy all year, not being in the hospital, so... <laughs> You know, I'm kind of feeling rejuvenated. Maybe I want to get back out there and battle with those kids. You've always had like awesome style and a lot of talent, but so you've but you've taken some hits, like you said, with your head injury and wrist and everything else. Are you still? Do you feel as good as ever on the bike? Like as talented and does it come as? I don't want to say come as easy because I know you, you know you used to work hard at it and ride a lot, but have you felt like you're in? You're you're still riding the same as you ever did? Yeah, I still feel the uh the same if not if not better in some some aspects just because you you know as you get older you break things down more mm-hmm. i feel like i'm a, a smarter rider i just haven't you know ridden as much in the past year so i may not have the intensity mm-hmm. but i still feel I, I can go as fast if not faster than i ever have so 
Um, I still enjoy going good. off the track. That's good. Yeah, good to hear. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, uh, showing up at the, at Pro Circuit and getting your shot, everybody felt like, I think we were all like, you know, Darren Durham fans and the fact like longtime privateer kid gets a shot at Pro Circuit and you came through with a win and like it just never came together due to injuries and, and at different points you were probably wondering what, what did I do wrong, right? Like what did what happened? Because in 2012 you were killing it. Yeah, yeah, I had a I had a great Supercross season in 2012, and I, n- I never really got to show myself uh, outdoors healthy at Pro Circuit. I had some some good rides and I led some races, but I got hurt before I before I even raced outdoors at Pro Circuit. I I messed up my shoulder and that kind of held me back for a few years. Um. How was Mitch during this whole time? Was he cool, or was it like a pressure on you to to do something, or how was how was it? No, Mitch is Mitch is really cool. I I like Mitch a lot. Even even now when I see him, he's still yeah, uh, is really cool to me. And there's always there's just pressure. It's almost pressure created by yourself. You yeah, know, you yeah, look up yeah. That, you look up to that spot, or, you know that that point in your life. You're to get to that point in your life. You're and uh, you got one shot at it. You know, so I know. there's a lot of pressure. It really is that way, right? Like, yeah, nobody's yelling at you. Bones and, and Mitch aren't yelling at you, but you're looking around at your teammates, looking around at everybody doing all this work for you and being like, okay, like this is on me. I got to do this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, he, yeah, he cracked he cracked on me a couple of times. We, uh, <laughs> after, yeah, after a mud race, I bought everyone, I bought Bones a beer, I bought everyone a beer. And then when I went up for round two, he cracked on me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he just, yeah. You think you're cool? I'm like, no. I mean, I thought we did good today. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Um, hey, what about? And this is my annual speech to guys like you. I've given it a hundred times. Look, at this point, it's about making money, and it's about you know trying to make a living doing what you love, racing motorcycles. What about Durham just getting a 450 and riding? I mean, you got to see some of those guys in the 450 Supercross main events and be like, I can beat that guy. What about that? And the purse money is so much better. The maintenance on the bike is so low. Uh, have you thought about something like that? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I've been been thinking for next year. If, okay. I, if I want to survive to go racing, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to have to do yeah some 450 racing because the 250 is not only expensive to build and maintain. Yeah, it's just yeah you, you don't you don't there's not as much return. So, dude, if you get fifth in the 450 lcq it's like equal to fifth place in the main event in 250 class and that's not even making the main you know yeah purse money wise no. so yeah so the, the new 18 yamaha 450 looks really good so i'm trying to get, uh-huh. get one of those yeah eventually and build it up for supercross to have because the alta isn't going to be allowed this year i believe that's that's been confirmed for yeah. the u.s supercross yeah, I think they're uh, they're working on it, right? So, right, um, right. That's in, that's in the works. But right. yeah, I'm stoked to help develop. And like I said, it makes the gas bike ride mm-hmm. riding the gas bike fun. So I don't see why I can't ride both. Um, when I look at your career, when I think about you riding, I don't know you very well, but you know I've seen a lot of your races. I don't know Durham whether you're a tremendously talented rider for sure, but I don't know if you're better indoors or out. You've had great races, both indoors and out so maybe you're just a great rider e- either way and i'm wrong but is there one you prefer or one you feel better at um no not not really i i enjoy supercross um 
just for the fact that it come it does come easy, jumping comes easy, but yep. at the same time I I really like riding rough, gnarly tracks. Uh-huh. Like that's always been my, my thing. Like when they get when they get nasty and everyone's kinda struggling on them, that's I just always grew up riding in the mud and riding nasty conditions. So yeah, I think I'm a just a pretty good overall rider. I mm-hmm. like I'd like to even dabble in some GNCCs and stuff like that. Really? As like, oh wow! As I get older, yeah. As I get older, I mean, uh-huh. I like. I mean, look at B Hat now. He's doing all these. He won the the full gas enduro last week. I I grew up riding with Brock a lot. Okay. And uh, yeah, he's still out there doing all these all these races just for fun, off road stuff. I have an idea that just came to me because the folks at Enduro Cross, I probably should stop the show, but I won't. I'll, I'll say this on the air. Uh, the folks at Enduro Cross came to me and they're looking for moto guys to try to race Enduro Cross and they put up a, a pretty big cash bonus if any motocrosser can get into the main event. And it's through our Pulp Mech show. I should set you up and we should talk after the show, send you to one of these Enduro Crosses. Oh, I've ended. I was I just rode the uh, the Glen Helen Enduro Cross last week. So it's first time. Oh, really? Okay, because yeah, with your talent and your skills on a bike, throttle control, and all of that, maybe you'd be a good candidate to get this cash bonus for any motocrosser that makes the main event. I didn't even know about that. I know. Well, I know. I haven't even started talking about it. It's supposed to be next week or this Monday. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, which is be I think it'll be the week. People already have heard that before they hear this when this comes out. But anyways, let's talk and see if we can get you there on a bike and that you like and and uh, and promote it and, and go take you to Enduro Cross. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, that would be cool. I would definitely be into that. Um, hey, how so? Eleven ten mods. Let's talk about that. I did a big story in eleven ten. Sander got pissed at me. Um, it really wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> A story about you know how Sander was a bad dude, but I mean he never got back to me to be in the story, and obviously the guys in the story all talked about it, you know, truthfully. Talk about him, and he didn't get to say his side. What's that? Everyone else got to say their side, but he didn't get to say his part. Yeah, no, absolutely. He just never got back to me, so I don't know how else to you know to try to get a hold of him to be like, hey, dude, like, do you want to be in this or not? And I assumed he didn't. So. It's really cool. Guys like you got a pro circuit ride out of it, and Nate went to uh, a real good team, and Billy Hartle went to Star, and then, of course, Alex Martin uh, has won motos outdoors and, and podium supercrosses. And, and so it's all it's all been good things to come out of that team. But um, when you were there, when you rode for them, um, how would you like it? How were the bikes? And did you feel like you know it was kind of cool to beat some of the big factory dudes at their game? Yeah, it was cool, and you know, Chad, he he took really good care of me, and always made sure he he's just really uh, particular about everything, and uh-huh. he taught. He's a good he's a good teacher as well. That's why he, you know, he taught me a lot about working on the bike. He taught Nate Mohead. You know, there's so many guys that went through his program that went went on to to be at the top level right now. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it's because he he was a good teacher, and he he took the time and. You know, let people stay at his house. You know, there was times when he had, he had a full house of people just, uh, just to work work on bikes to keep the program going. Mm-hmm. So it was like a it was like a family. We were we were always all together. So it was pretty cool. That's why we had success. You know, we were yeah. always working. And and it's remarkable, like I said, and actually add Phil into that mix too, because Phil Phil went on too. Uh, it's pretty remarkable. All you guys kept 
going and kept making it. I mean, you won a Supercross on, on a pro circuit team. And, and like, for all of you guys or a lot of you guys that have come through there, I didn't even know Mohead was there. So let's add Mohead to the list. Um, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a, a ton of us back from when, you know, we kind of resurrected the, the Honda Troy deal yep. in 2010. And then, uh, you know, that was kind of the beginning of 1110 doing its own thing the following year. Mm-hmm. The following year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just a lot of, a lot of good people and a lot of work went in. I mean, he yeah. put in a lot of work, so I've always been, been thankful. I still talk to Chad. He's been trying to get me to come ride a Yamaha at the end of, <laughs> end of the outdoors. I but, bet. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm, uh, kind of booked up doing some testing yep. next few weeks. So, but I did, I did want to go do Bud's Creek because right. that's, that's one of my favorite tracks that I hear. It could be the last. Last year we're going to Bud. I hear that too. I don't know, but I hear the same thing. Yeah, yeah, that would be a bummer because I, I really like that track. Remember, uh, well, you did. You've done really well there before in the past, but also you had a moto where you were killing it, and then you're. I've never seen a fork lug break, but that's what happened, right? Yeah, you remember that? I can. I've never seen that before or since in my life, Durham. I still, I, yeah, I still get goosebumps thinking about that because that was the fastest part of the track, and yeah, my. <laughs> Fork left on on the brake brake caliper just snaps off. Right, they were pretty pretty old forks at that time. I mean, they probably had a couple seasons with someone else yeah. before. Yeah, I was taking them to that level. Uh huh. But pr- crazy, yeah. I've never seen a fork lug break. So congratulations on that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um. So my theory on on you that I spoke about at the beginning of the show here, and I don't know if I'm right or, or wrong. Like I said, I don't know you that well. I just interviewed you over the years and always found you to be an interesting guy. But, like, okay, so you're up against these guys that are like moto, moto amateur robots, right? They eat, sleep, breathe moto. They train like crazy. They don't have a lot of personality. If you were to put them in the hills, they'd probably just make a figure eight track out of it. You know what I mean? And... I always thought to myself, Durham Durham probably can't lead a structured enough life to really reach the top. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. What do you think? Am I right? Am I wrong? Like, you seem a different dude compared to a lot of kids uh, in your age group that raced uh, alongside you. Uh, that's just the theory I have. I, I could be wrong. What do you think? I mean, I guess. I kind of always put off the uh... – the vibe that I didn't care, but uh, truth. I mean, really, if I didn't care, I wouldn't be wouldn't be good at anything. So mm-hmm. I put in a lot. Of, I put in a lot of work. I put in a lot of riding. It just you know it just, you crash and shit happens doing these things. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for so sure. It, yeah, I mean, I that year in 2012 before the outdoors. Uh huh. The, the day I got hurt, I I thought for sure I was gonna. I was going to win a lot that summer. Yep. But then, yeah, it was just a little snowball effect, and I'm hoping that, you know, I'm not, uh-huh. not too old. I can still bounce back and have some good races and build a brand while I'm doing it. That would be yeah. what I'm trying to do right now. Yeah, for sure. I, I feel like you had a lot of fans when you raced because I think growing up you were a popular kid in, in a racing region that was, you know, packed with people. I always felt like you had a lot of fans. Um, did, did you feel like that too? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I have a, a good fan base. I'm always, I'm always meeting people, new people, and 
I don't know, I give people the time of day when when I can, you know, when I'm not riding. Mm-hmm. I'm always I'm always nice to people off the track. So I feel yeah. like it goes a lo- it goes a long way. And yeah, I've been doing it for a long time now. So yeah, you go to tracks every day for 25 years. You meet a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I I agree. I just I always felt like um like if it rained in SoCal, you're like you know what I don't maybe don't want to do motos today. I want to go. I want to go hit the hills and have fun riding my dirt bike because that's how we all started. And and I look at some of these kids in these facilities in these um these amateur facilities and they don't have any fun. That's all they know. That's all. Kind of my theory yeah. about you. It's it's tough. It is a different different breed coming up now, and there's there's so much money in the sport now that you know a kid coming up that is, is really fast has has a lot of money behind them. Super young, but, mm-hmm. you know they bring they bring something to the table for these teams. Yeah, you know. Yep. And it's just like, yeah. I mean, it kind of leaves uh, guys, you know, certain guys without without a spot. You know. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've also had to correct a few people that over the years that are like, they kind of put you in the, maybe it's the long hair or the attitude. They put you in the J-Log group of people, you know, that maybe don't train or try. And I'm like, no, no, no. You don't get results like he does uh, outdoors and indoors. You know, I mean, J-Log did two, but only for a real short time. I'm like, you don't, you know, you're not working. You have to work hard to get top tens at nationals week in and week out and top tens at Supercross week in and week out. Yeah, yeah, it takes a lot of work, and yeah, I've always kind of got pinpointed that just for long hair. And you have, yeah, yeah. When I was at when I was at teams, Bones, you know, he's always giving me a hard time. Cut your hair, give me get a haircut, <laughs> and I would get a haircut. Then I seriously, I haven't gotten a haircut. I don't think since I was a pro circuit. My hair is so long right now. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, screw them. Yeah. Um, where's your New Orleans trophy? Do you have it? Where is it? Yeah, yeah, I still have it. It's uh, I got a little trophy rack here with some of my okay cool cool stuff horizon award and stuff like that so i got a little something put together good good yeah i talked to some guys I'm missing who are... an outdoor one i would like i would have liked to win an outdoor race yeah that would have been, cool. been really cool right just to say that i mean i as a mechanic i won one and in my career in, in high point and it's just i never forget it it's just the coolest thing ever right um yeah just lot goes into an outdoor win yeah absolutely what do you remember about that night in new orleans like what and again i I probably if i was a proper uh media guy i would have went back and watched it before this but i didn't uh i seem to remember you just kind of taking off with the win but how did it go um yeah i got a good start i think i i passed alex martin he got the whole shot Mm -hmm. on the the 11 10 bike so i was i was comfortable riding with alex right i made a move and i think it was like kenny Kenny and uh, Baggett were were the second or were third and fourth, mm-hmm. and we all. I just kind of was able to stay decently a decent gap. They had their sections, and I was jumping jumping across the bales on that one that one turn. That was kind of my trick to. Oh, I think I I think I do remember something about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was they didn't put a pole up on one of those turns, <laughs> those ninety degree turns, and I was hopping across the. Uh, Hopping across the turn and right in the face of the triple and still making the triple. Yeah, nice. So I was, yeah, I was able to keep my gap comfortable. Uh huh. I think I think Blake got second. And either actually Bogle. Bogle, got Bogle got third. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, Barsha uh, Barsha got fourth. Roxon got fifth. Yeah, yeah. Geez, you look at that. Durham, Baggett, Barsha, Roxon are, are are in that group of guys and Bogle. 
Crazy. Yeah. They all won outdoors or races this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, Barsha hasn't, but yeah, he's certainly right there yeah. anyways. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, again, look where you were, right? And look what you could do. And, and, and it's pretty cool to say that, you, that you've been able to do that. Um, yeah. Just injuries, right? I mean, really, that's it. And we just I just talked about that with somebody the other day about it. And every time you get hurt, you got to get back. You, you get knocked a peg back. You got to work your way back up. If you get hurt again, you're right back to zero. And like it's just a, a – and I know Kyle Chisholm is the same way when, in talking to him. It, he's never – he just kept getting hurt. He never got that edge back. You know, he's still racing and doing well. But he wasn't what he was before he started getting hurt like three times in a row. And But what can you do? You can't really affect that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like you said, when, or, yeah, when you're at those teams, too, the, uh, you have so, so much pressure to, to come back as soon as you can. So mm-hmm. I think uh, I think coming back too early, it seems like now they're a lot of the teams are being cool cool about letting people you know heal yep. up and yep. be 100%. Everyone's being smart right now, it seems like. But I, it was more just myself. I was trying to get back as soon as I could. And, yeah, I just kind of I, I pushed it a little bit. So. Yeah, do you almost do you almost wish like okay, so it's 2017 now, and you're not you haven't been out of the game that long, and maybe I'm I'm wrong in this, but you see like Johnny O is helping Savachi, and uh, Michael Byrne is over at the the the, uh, the Rocky Mountain KTM team, and um, uh, Nick Way is helping out AC. You see these dudes um, having I don't want to say life coaches, but whatever, somebody who could tell some. You you know Nick Way can tell Mitch Payton, hey Adams hurt, he's not coming back until this, and this is how it's going, and and Mitch would trust him, and same with Michael Byrne or any of these other guys. And when you're you're you're, you're younger, like you are, and were, you just kind of you don't have any guidance. You're like, oh, I guess I got to go talk to the owner of the team or whatever, right? You know what I mean? It's different now. Right, right. Yeah, it is. It seems like, and it's good those people are are helping out, and mm-hmm. you know, it's given it's given. Uh, those guys a career after after racing as well sharing the knowledge that they've gained for 20 or 30 years so it's yeah it's pretty cool i i think uh shoot i gotta get my street cred up a little bit more maybe i could be a life coach <laughs> there we go durham life coach <laughs> you're like bro just just get flat just hit it and get scrub just it whip it yeah whip it bro <laughs> um i could see it now <laughs> um well, cool, man. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. Uh, the Fly Racing Racer X podcast with Darren Durham, presented by Alpine Star Protects. Um, thanks for taking your time and doing this. I wanted to catch up and see what you were doing, doing a little bit of media stuff, Fast House, Alta, maybe a 450 Supercross deal. We'll see, man. Things are things uh, seem that they're going well though for you. Yeah, yeah, things are going well, and I'm I'm looking forward to getting back on the track and doing some racing soon. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Can't wait. We'll see you. Uh, what, what about Monster Cup? What, how do we feel about that? Oh, I don't know. It depends <laughs> how. Because I'm doing the racing the electric bike the weekend after at Straight Rhythm. At Straight Rhythm, yeah. So, yeah, if I don't know, I know that's an open race. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't brought it up to the Alta guys. If if it's an option to do Monster Cup, but uh, yeah, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, Could be cool. Yeah, thing, it, it might be tough going up against four fifties first before they this go up is, against two. You know. Yeah, this is true. This is true. But I think that's what they're uh, maybe wanting to wait and yeah. you know come out with two fifties. 
Yeah, uh, well, no, not a bad strategy. Well, again, Durham, thank you for doing this. Good luck with the Alta thing. Good luck with uh, uh, Straight Rhythm and, and the Fast House guys. Seem like you're doing well with them. And so thanks uh, thanks for the time, man. Yeah, thanks, dude. Nice catching up. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Miguel was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled fifth and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey,